Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Prashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is Monday, November 14th, 2022. It's a brand new Monday. Andres, what's happening on this lovely or chilly Monday? Uh, not a lot. Trying to get used to the chilly weather. Finally, it's here. Hey, we made it all the way to November without having like extreme cold. So I'm happy about it. And even right now, it's like around zero degrees, which is not bad at all compared to like sometimes how cold it gets mid-November. But overall, it's an all right Monday. You know, with this weather, trying to get used to it. So it will take some time. But other than that, it's okay. How about you, Bishay? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I am a little bit chilly because the weekend, you know, the first half warmish and then the second half got super, super cold. Not super, super cold, but really chilly. The winds were pretty, you know, they were pretty chilly. So other than that, not a bad long weekend for myself. Definitely enjoyed the long weekend. Um, it's a short kind of week for me as well because I have Friday off this week because um, I am going to the U.S. for the week. But other than that, you know, I think winter is upon us. Finally, <laughs> it is winter is here, and yeah, looking at the weather right now, yep, all week there's negatives, so it's finally here. Yep, exactly. So, Andres, what did you learn this past week? Uh, this past week, I learned about the red wave <laughs> and what that means in American politics. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I was pretty invested last week with American politics, the midterm elections. So a lot of, you know, learning about projections and understanding a little bit more how those projections work and how, uh, you know, at the end of the day, how the associated press can make certain calls. Uh, so that was very interesting. And then kind of like learning a little bit more about the trends and patterns about the midterms. So, yeah, basically that was my entire last week of learning was understanding the midterms, even though it has no benefit to me because <laughs> I don't live in the States. But, you know, it's always I found it entertaining to watch American politics. So that's what happened last week for Shank. Exactly. And I think, you know, the midterm election was a surprise to a lot of people. Typically, when, you know, the president is Democratic the midterm election usually goes the opposite way. You know, the Senate and the House usually it flips because, you know, that's just how people feel. They feel the need to change, especially in the U.S. But this time, the Senate, you know, it well right now. The one of the things still hasn't been decided, obviously, because it's going to go to runoff the Georgia, one of the G Georgia races. Mm -hmm. But even then, the Democrats managed to flip Pennsylvania and they held on to pretty saw other like, you know, other challenging seats i guess and even in the house they didn't lose that many seats so far it looks like so i think honestly i think it's it's a good sign for the democrats obviously not a good sign for republicans but we'll see you know 2024 is right around the corner so we'll see what happens then exactly um it's gonna be interesting um and you know i want to see moving forward uh, because i think um this like mainly speaks uh i don't know like if it speaks that much about democrats but it does speak a lot about how people are feeling about republicans and i think the republicans have to do some soul searching 
Yep, absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see who their leader is. I mean, maybe, you know, they'll stick with Trump, but maybe not. We'll see, I guess. it's It'll be interesting for sure. Absolutely. So, Rishen, what did you learn this week? So, for me, this past week, I learned um, about a guy named Kevin Hines. Do you know who that is? No, I do not. So, Kevin Hines is an American suicide prevention speaker. So, an interesting story that I learned about him was back in September 25th, 2000, you know, Heinz traveled to the Golden Gate Bridge and apparently he had been hearing voices in his head because he was, um, he experienced like symptoms of bipolar disorder young when he was younger. And he was also, you know, put on different medications to control his epileptic seizures. Anyway, so in 2000, he traveled to the Golden Gate Bridge to, you know, pretty much because he heard voices in his head to, you know, telling him to die. Mm-hmm. So he threw himself over the rails, but then as soon as he left, he felt, you know, regret instantly. So then he positions himself in the air to land in the water legs first, and which is pretty amazing, you know, that nothing happened after the initial impact. Um, obviously, he probably got inju- injuries. Like I can't, Wikipedia doesn't really say what his in- injuries are. But the surprising thing is after that, he after he surfaced, you know, from the bottom of the water he felt a creature nudging his body which was a sea lion which helped him keep afloat until he was rescued by coast guards so it was pretty interesting to see and learn about kevin hines because now he you know he's he works as a mental health advocate so he obviously you know as someone who's gone through all the you know mental health stuff issues that he had now he like turned his life around and you know, now he goes around the country in the U.S. and talks to, you know, schools, people about mental health and like how to better deal with it. That is actually very interesting. Any story like that, it's kind of like fascinating to hear. Exactly. So I th- he goes around, like you said, you know, he goes around the country telling a story to at-risk groups around the U.S. urging people to get treatment, you know, rather than taking a different approach, I guess. One that he tried and obviously regretted it right after. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That is lovely. Well, Shank, moving along our conversation, what are you, what are we going to talk about today? So this week, you know, we're still a week away from the World Cup, but that's the topic for today's episode, only because next week we have a really... Um, long, deep conversation lined up for next week's episode. So we decided to push up the World Cup topic to this week. And yeah, we are, you know, six days away, but even then, that's going to go by pretty fast. So why not talk about a World Cup 2022? I know. It feels so weird to talk about the World Cup in November, first thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, just to summarize it for people that don't know, obviously, it's being held in the winter in the nor- northern hemisphere, obviously winter, because this year it is in Qatar and the summers there are brutal, you know, obviously 40 degrees, 40 plus degrees in the summer. So obviously that's not going to be good for the athletes or the fans. So, you know, it, it is very interesting to see in November because I think even now temperatures in Qatar, like what are they? I think they're like 20s, 30s even. Uh, I don't know. Let's actually, let's check. Yeah, so daytime temperatures in Qatar right now, you know, it's 30s 
high th- high 20s low 30s so i mean that's not too too hot it's not the 40s that they see sometimes or you know above 40s so 30s is doable but even then it is definitely interesting to see because while you know many places like throughout europe asia north america when it's going to snow we're going to be watching the world cup <laughs> exactly yeah and i i know and it's just like i mean there's so many things that come with the fact that the world cup is in during these dates um yeah it's just interesting it's just like it's a complete shift and also i don't know about gibberishing i don't know if it's because there's other things that happen throughout november people are concerned about other things um maybe i just haven't been involving myself a lot with tv or anything um but i haven't felt you know the build up to the world cup the build up to the world cup as i usually experience it when it is earlier when it's in like the summer months i just i don't know if it's just me uh, because i'm busy doing other stuff but i just haven't felt that build up to it yeah exactly and you know even talking about the build ups like you know in the years past when we've had the world cup usually the world cup song you hear it all the time everywhere even the mascot right the mascots from the different world cups and even the match ball something's like you know from different world cups their official match balls and you know none of that like maybe because like you said we haven't really looked into it but you know world cup is one of those things that you don't need to look into it should just be there and you're right it doesn't feel like it's there it's like it's i mean of course if you follow soccer slash football enough that you know all these players are getting ready to go there but at the same time it it does seem like an kind of a, of a weird one for many many reasons yeah yeah exactly is there even uh like a welcome anthem this year <laughs> i mean there must be i just haven't heard it and it's usually like you said it's very popular like people are singing to it the entire time yeah apparently um so i am reading they have released some songs um apparently in back in april 2022 one of the first song of the album was called hey ya hey ya better together um that was released and then August 2022, another one was released. And then the third one, Light the Sky, in October 7, 2022, was released. Um, the second one, I think, is called Arbo. So definitely, but obviously, you know, like I maybe because, you know, for, for me, the peak World Cup in my lifetime so far has been 2010, um, South Africa with Waka Waka, eh, eh, right? Like we all know that song. We know that to heart. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And and even after that you know like 2014 2018 world cups have been pretty fun and you like i said you hear the music and the match balls and the mascots but like i said like i i really haven't seen it much for this if the build-up is and i think one of the reasons for the build-up being so like not as amazing is because all the controversy that's going around in qatar in regards to the world cup yes yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, there's a lot of controversy, but I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, with this worldwide events, there, there is, yeah, there's controversy and everything. Um, but usually these are like, it's a time when people come together. But this time doesn't seem to be it. I don't know why it is about it, but 
like even like despite like say the song or the mascot which i just learned what the mascot is um but all of that you know simply like big companies like coca-cola usually have big big campaigns about it and i learned about the coca-cola campaigns like in latin america because a friend works on them uh like she works for like the marketing like pr company that does like a lot of that marketing and that's the way i learned about some of the coca-cola ads for the world cup specific to each country but other than that like i like even youtube ads are not getting like i'm not getting targeted for things like that so yeah absolutely not and like it you know obviously there's lots of reasons but absolutely i think the marketing has been not as big i don't know if that's intentional unintentional whatever it is but obviously you know the players and the fans are excited for it i, I like i'm still excited for it, you know although there is so much controversy around it and but at the end of the day it's still sports you know i'm gonna it's gonna be on i can't really change anything myself so i'm gonna enjoy the games as they come true that i mean i'm also excited it probably it will give me something to get a break from school and also it lasts a month so by the time i'll be free by the time you know the semifinals and quarterfinals are here exactly so this year obviously you know some of the bigger i guess to state the teams that is in the world cup for people that don't know it's qatar brazil belgium france argentina england spain portugal and pot one in pot two there's mexico netherlands denmark germany uruguay Switzerland, U.S., Croatia. Pot 3 has Senegal, Iran, Japan, Morocco, Serbia, Poland, South Korea, and Tunisia. And lastly, Pot 4 has Cameroon, Canada, woohoo! Yay! Ecuador, Saudi Arabia, Ghana, Wales, Costa Rica, and Australia. So lots of lots of good teams. Obviously, it's great to see Canada in the World Cup. I know. I'm very excited about that. But I mean, I have other other like teams to cheer for. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Mexico's in there, right? So always, I think we've only missed one World Cup. I don't know about that, but like, I'm pretty sure Mexico has been in almost all World Cups. So See, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Sadly, Nepal, you know, we're not even close to making the World Cup. <laughs> but you know what? There's I still will be watching, you know, all these teams intensely. I think because the uh, games, I believe they're. In the afternoon for us, right? Or like early, like around noontime almost. Uh, they will either be early in the morning or towards the noontime. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'll be around, you know, work time. But obviously, that's why we have multiple monitors. We have a work <laughs> laptop, you know, personal laptop. So having, I see no issue. As long as you get your work done, honestly, I think feel free to watch the games while you work on it. That, honestly. That's, that's my... That's what I did when like this Winter Olympics are on. I'll put like a tiny like on my other screen or like put it like on a corner of one of the monitors if I have to do a lot of work on all of them. Um, But I got my work done like watching the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics. So nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And I think, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be a good time because obviously it's not at nighttime or mornings because those are really hard. I remember in 2010. For the first little bit, I was in, no, the second half of the FIFA World Cup, I was in Nepal and we had to wake up at like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning just to watch the games. I remember waking up for the final at 3 a.m., I think it was, to watch um, the Spain versus Netherlands game. Oh, yes, I know. But otherwise, it's okay. 
um, I think that's a part of sport. So, Prashank, like, who 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 is your top team? Yeah, so I haven't looked at it too much this year. Like it's, like you said, you know, just haven't had time. But obviously, as you well know, I am running the World Cup pool, so I have to figure out sooner or later because that's I you know I need to pick make my teams make my picks for that. But I think just. Looking at the overall teams, obviously, you know, Brazil looks stronger than ever. They look amazing. I think they're going to go pretty far. Belgium, you know, I always pick Belgium for these kind of events, but they always end up choking. Um, then there's France and England, obviously. England, you know, people, English fans, they always say it's coming home, but does it ever come home? It never <laughs> no. goes home. <laughs> nope. And then you got, you know, the likes of Germany, Spain, Portugal, Mexico even, you know, Uruguay. It's interesting because Germany was ranked so much lower than some of the other countries on here. They're ranked 12th and they got yeah. in spot two. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, Germany obviously not as strong as they were in previous years, but they're, they're, they're a country that you never count out, right, in World Cups. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the one of the biggest surprises coming to this World Cup was Italy not making it after winning the Euros last year. Um, <laughs> big, big defeat for them but i think overall you know for me i would who's gonna win i think i want to say brazil but i would love to see argentina win it because you know none other than Lionel messi i want to see him win the world cup before he retires and that retirement is coming a lot sooner i think yes that's that is very true good big contenders big contenders to win the world cup and obviously live in canada i would like to see canada do well we'll see how they do they have a pretty decent team i think so we'd love to see how they do. And, you know, other than that, I think just watching all the games intensely and not really having one one team. But for you, it's different because obviously Mexico's in it. I know. I know. I want Mexico to make it past uh, the round of 16. Um, I'm not that worried about Mexico not making it past the group phase. We always manage to make it past the group phase. Uh, but I want them to at least make it back again to quarterfinals. I think there's just been a couple of times. So that's the angle for Mexico. Make it to the quarterfinals. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of teams to cheer for. Don't know. Yeah, it looks like Mexico's group includes Poland, Saudi Arabia, Argentina. So it is somewhat tough for them because Poland, you know, they're pretty good. Argentina, obviously, with Messi. And the rest, they're pretty good. So I think it, it'll be interesting to see who does better between, you know, obviously Saudi Arabia, not counting them out either, but obviously the tougher teams in that group is Argentina, Mexico, and Poland. Absolutely. I mean, we've played with Argentina multiple times before. And so it's not like, it's just a matter of focusing, you know? Um, so my prediction for my like the group of Mexico is Argentina moves on as the first and Mexico goes as second. That will be my safe bet. Yeah, so you know what? Let's just go through the groups and make our predictions right here, make it live. <laughs> no, guess. what if people steal my predictions for that sure? That is true, that is true. I don't want people to like take away from my predictions. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll wait. You. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll say that for the next episode a little bit, I guess. Absolutely. Sounds good. But yeah, I know. I'm excited to look into it and see how it goes. But I mean, yes, 
the World Cup it's all about joy, all about celebration, coming together for like honestly one of the sports that brings a lot of people out. What it is football, and I'm gonna call it football because soccer is like what is that? <laughs> We're calling it a football. Um, so coming into this World Cup, first of all, let's talk about shift like the shift. Like we already said, like we're not feeling that boom. We're not feeling like the impact of the World Cup, the emotions and all of that. Uh, but also kind of like the other leagues, like how are they getting affected, right? Like by having the World Cup in the middle of certain leagues in the middle of their season. Yeah, exactly. And it is tough, I think, because especially, you know, most of the teams in previous years, most of the leagues go on break during the summer. So they have a little bit of rest after the league's end and then they can go to the World Cup. But obviously this year they have to they have to make a break, a longer break than normal because for most leagues, you know, they get a break a little bit here and there during Christmas, a little bit after Christmas, before Christmas, or for international, you know, game breaks. Uh, two weeks at most, I think, for the most part. But this year it's a whole month. And then you're going to take, you know, a week before to get ready and then even a little bit afterwards you know people are going to recover and then absolutely one of the biggest concerns is injuries right so a whole bunch of players are coming off their league season into the world cup and then right after that they have to go into leagues such as their you know there's la liga there's english premier league but also champions league and starting i, I believe february so it is going to be interesting to see. I hopefully, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, but no injuries. But it will be interesting to see, you know, how it does affect the players and the club teams after the World Cup. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. And like even going into the World Cup, right? Because, I mean, leagues are taking breaks. But, I mean, the break before the World Cup is not as long as, like, you would expect it. So, like, little injuries that usually take, like, a week or two to... For a player to recover uh you know now they're like put in a position that maybe they will not recover for the first couple of like couple of days of the world cup right and that kind of like really jeopardizes some of the teams for team owners owning a football club is a business a sort of business you know some some owners they run it pretty nicely they actually care about the fans and the players others not so much they're running it strictly as a big business and it'll be interesting to see how they deal with everything post-World Cup. Yeah, that is very true. And we'll see, especially like coming back from it, like from, from a brick break, how does the leagues, how do the leagues do? Uh, I under, like, I mean, this is like kind of like the big dilemma I have with it. Like, I understand bringing the World Cup to different parts of the world, right? Um, so first time being in the Middle East, um, kind of like bringing the World Cup over there. But then my dilemma is with that, like we all know that the World Cup happens throughout the summer, what the conditions are, even just like tourism and everything or why that comes with the World Cup. So making such a shift, it's like it will be interesting to see if despite the clubs, despite the leagues, if countries and uh, and FIFA found that it, that it was worth it moving it to November just to bring the World Cup to a different area of the world. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, obviously, you know, like we said, lots of controversial stuff around it, but, you know, that's a topic for another episode. 
with all the controversy surrounding it, are numbers going to dip? Are they going to go higher? Are they going to stay the same? You know, it's going to be pretty interesting because it is like, obviously World Cups and all these sporting events are very controversial because, especially for World Cups, because, you know, you're going to use that, those soccer stadium once or twice in your life and it literally goes to waste. And especially in Qatar where, you know, they're not really, the human rights issue is a whole nother level um, social, so many social issues with it, so 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 much economic issues surrounding it. But it will be interesting to see if there's going to be any, you know, direct correlation to viewership. That is very true. And well, yeah, it's just like how much of the impact would it be, and how people like are people really looking into this World Cup or like the first couple like the group stage will not be seen as much and then once we get into quarterfinals semifinals and of course the final with the viewership increase in a certain way because even at first it was entire controversy that the first match you know typically the first match is the host nation against whatever other play like whatever other team there is in their group and there was entire controversy at first that Qatar wasn't playing the first match that Qatar will actually play the second match, and everyone was just like, "Wait, what?" And now they're they are playing the first match, but that was like an entire thing, like that, like literally, that's a like I wouldn't say it's a norm, but it is a tradition, you know. As, as a host country, you you want to play the first match, you want to open up, right? So I found that very interesting that decision that oh, we're not gonna play the first match, we're we're gonna let others play the first match. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this this World Cup is also the first ever World Cup to be held, held in the Arab world, obviously. And only the second World Cup held entirely in Asia after the 2002 tournament in South Korea and Japan. So, you know, really unique to because like when you think of football, most of the time you think of, you know, Europe, South America and somewhat Asia. And another really interesting fact about this World Cup, it's, it is it is the last tournament Um last tournament with 32 teams because slated in starting 2026 they're going to up it and have 48 teams which will be even more interesting because we know as we know 2026 is happening right in our backyards in u.s mexico and canada yeah that's going to be interesting i mean i do like this format of 32 i mean it's there forever uh, so it will be interesting to up it and up i mean it does bring more play like more teams into uh, into the table, you know, especially like in very competitive leagues, like, you know, in Europe or in South America, in which, you know, high profile teams don't make the cut because of the restriction of 32. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that actually impacts and how actually, I don't know, I haven't looked into it, but how actually those 48 teams will be distributed. You know, like, are we actually going to get better representation from all continents or certain continents will get more spots but others will remain like with the amount of with the amount that they have been getting so far Um, yep absolutely it will be interesting to see and because 48 teams you know that's going to include a whole bunch of i think one of the good things about the 48 you know team tournament is that it does bring exposure to other countries where the world cup is right on the fringe right like a lot of countries in africa and Asia that, you know, they need more viewership, they need more people playing it, so that then it can get to the next level. So I think 48 teams, it will help with that. But I think having 32 teams, I think it's like one of those 
things where it's a perfect amount um, of teams playing each other, so it's not too too hectic to follow. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It will be very interesting, and I think the way they're setting it up sounds reasonable, so that it can still be done within the time frame that is usually. So it's not like oh, we have to drag this for so much longer because that's the thing with the World Cup, right? Like the World Cup, it's a month uh, compared to like the Olympics that are only two weeks, so it does spend a bigger period of time. So I'm excited to see. I'm excited, kind of like oh, not excited, but I'm interesting to hear, kind of like. Probably not during the World Cup. Probably will not be like it will be brought up again. The entire issues and controversies with the World Cup, but kind of like from the players, from the teams, from the associations. Probably not during the World Cup, but coming out of the World Cup, what that experience was, uh, regarding all of these other issues that we know uh, are taking place and will be like people will ask about them as they go by, and then. Another thing I'll be looking into, kind of like coming out of the World Cup, you know, we see it with Olympics that there's venues that they just don't get used and they just go to trash and all of that. So I want to know what are Qatar's plan because you know, in other, in other like in other countries, like let's say when it was hosted in Germany or when it was hosted in Brazil, those are big football nations. So actually, the stadiums serve a purpose to go to different clubs. Uh, so Qatar, not being per se a big football nation, um, what is going to happen with those big stadiums? Because we know the Arab world is known for putting like their very well modern architecture. So I wonder what would happen to those structures. Exactly, exactly. Especially Qatar. You know, first of all, it's already a small country, and and they spend billions on making these new stadiums. And obviously, they're not a big, big footballing nation. So it'll be especially, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Obviously, they're not going to destroy it right away. Obviously, they're going to keep it around. Maybe it'll help the team in the it'll help the country in the long run. But honestly, I think it's 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 one of those things where the people. Public isn't too happy, but obviously the government, you know, more than happy to make those profits. <laughs> that or like, are uh, are there going to be, you know, because at the end, we've been seeing how uh, some of the European teams and even around the world are sponsored by enterprises and businesses on the Arab world. So is this their way in? Uh, like, let's say for Qatar Airways, I'm pretty sure Qatar Airways sponsors some of the big teams in Europe. Is this their way of saying, we have a stadium for you here. Now, as a big sponsor, we're gonna require you to play a game here. Yep, yep. Exactly. Would they start like? Will business start actually doing that? You know, that would be very interesting. That's kind of like a way to look into it. Uh, but who knows? You know, we said this entire World Cup since its very inception has raised so many questions, and I think a lot of questions will continue to be raised. Uh, as it continues, as it goes on and after it, and not only in Qatar, but also around the Arab world. You know, I think, uh, like, I don't want some aspects to be the center of the World Cup, but, you know, every single time Western media puts an eye on the Arab world, certain things get, like, certain questions get put up. So 
what like what what is the narrative that the western media are going to take from from this or are they even going to care at all yeah exactly it seems like for the most part you know they don't care but it'll go into the world cup and during it let's see what comes of it they on my guess is they're going to probably pick up a story or two that probably is going to happen during the world cup and that's that that is going to be the little buy in but i don't think they're going to put a lot of i think they've already put too much attention while it was hap- like while some of the things were coming up so they're just going to wait for like a thing or two to come up and then they will get in but that's my suspicion exactly exactly so andres any last words for the world cup 2022 well i hope it's a good world cup that we have interesting matches that's what i want to see i want to see good like good football you know, sometimes it's just boring. Sometimes, you know, some of the matches are, like, slow. I want to see good football. Like, that puts you at the edge. Even if it's, like, sometimes a tie at 0-0. Like, at the edge of, like, oh, my God, they're almost scored. And, like, I, I live up for that excitement. And I also hope uh, going into it towards the end, it is not a failure in terms of the teams. You know, we all remember when Germany literally demolish an entire other team at the very later stages of the world cup i want a world cup in which you know you're excited like it's at the very end that who like it's it's a very tight competition that's what i'm excited for and i hope they deliver in that how about you Brishank? any final thoughts absolutely i hope you know the games are fun competitive obviously not blowouts but there's gonna be some blowouts because there's some not bad teams, but not as amazing teams. Um, I would, like I said, some of the matches do start at 5 a.m. our time and then go on pretty much all day. So 12 hours of football for us, um, football fans. And even if you're not a fan, it's like football is one of those things when the World Cup is on, similar to the Olympics that you're going to watch, even if you're not a hardcore fan, because it is truly one of those pinnacle of sports, I think. And so, yeah, just hoping for a good tournament, hopefully fun. All right, Rishang. So moving on to our last segment, um, what what are you looking forward for this week? So this week, obviously, easy answer. The World Cup starting on Sunday. Um, it should be a fun time. That's number one. And then number two, obviously, I, I am going to the U.S. to spend Thanksgiving there. Um, I'm flying out on Friday morning, 6 a.m. flight. So I have to get to the airport by 4 a.m. <laughs> um, only because this time I'm flying directly from Ottawa to um, the U.S. Um, without a connection in Toronto. So I have to go through customs here. I've never done that before in Ottawa, actually. So it will be interesting to see because I know they do have an American customs here, but I've never gone to it. So I do want to get there a little bit earlier, obviously. Um, hopefully, it's, I mean, it's a 6 a.m. flight. It's not going to be that busy. Yes. So I'll be in the U.S. for just over a week. I'll be back next Saturday, next Sunday. Um, but yeah, those two are on my radar. You know, World Cup going to the U.S. is on my radar for this upcoming week. How about you, Andres? What are you looking forward to for this upcoming week? For this upcoming week, what I'm looking forward, again, is the World Cup. I'm excited for it. Um, it also, I'm excited because it just it, it will give me a reason to take a break. 
So that is nice. I am excited to maybe start decorating for Christmas. I don't know if I'll have time, but maybe there's time to start decorating for it. So I'm excited about that. Uh, hopefully I can get to put a couple of things here and there. Um, but other than that, really just looking forward to just the end. I mean, I still have some weeks left, but I'm just every single time. I'm just like thing for this week. I'm just looking forward towards the weekend. That's it. Just like Friday is going to be kind of like my relaxed day. So I'm just really looking forward to getting to that day. But that's about it. Love it. So, Andres, where can the listeners reach out to us if they want to talk to us? All things football and Qatar 2022. So, all of you can reach out to us at the Two Average Brambers podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram. And yeah, let us know your opinions about the World Cup. Uh, who do you think it's going to win? If you want to win some money, uh, reach out to Rishan because he has a pool. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but other than that, let us know, like, who are you looking forward to? Uh, do you have a favorite team? And overall, let's just all be happy that, you know, it is happening and we get the opportunity to watch good football. Exactly. So like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, reach out to us. Talk to us, whether it's about the World Cup in years past or Qatar 2022, obviously. Talk to us, reach out to us, and yeah, hit me up if you want to join the pool. Lovely, but other than that, thanks again for tuning in for a brand new episode of the Two Average Brumford Podcast. Uh, we hope uh, that you tune in next week for a brand new episode. Other than that, take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you all on our next episode of the Two Average Brumford Podcast. Bye! See ya!